Good morning. It is Tuesday, September the 12th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Beginning today with consecration. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, They Understood the Assignment. Our text is Acts chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. Hear now the word of the Lord. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. The Word of the Lord Now consider this. Today's text is a dramatic scene we might caption with the following phrase. They understood the assignment. It is a good moment to remember the original assignment. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, Acts 1.8. There's a convergence of three different scenes coming together in today's text. Scene 1. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. Let's call scene 1 the kingdom. Scene two, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. Let's call scene two, the church. Scene three, no one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Let's call scene three, the world. All of this converges to unveil scene four. 
Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Let's call scene four the church Jesus is building. The world is in awe of the church because the church is in awe of God. When the church lives in awe of God, the kingdom breaks out into the world. When the kingdom breaks out into the world, the world begins to believe in God. And when the world begins to believe in God, the church receives them into the community. In my experience, the church is getting it backwards. We want people to be added to the numbers of the church where we hope they will come to believe in God. In other words, we start by mixing up the church and the world. We hope the church will rub off on the world, but it has just the opposite effect. In no time, people can't really tell the difference between the church and the world. And they don't want much to do with this community. There are no signs and wonders because the kingdom is nowhere to be found. Yes, these first generation Christians understood the assignment, they were completely changed into fire. Let's call it the burning bush effect. It is anomalous. The bush is burning, but it's not burning up. The closer one gets to it, the more in awe they grow. They begin to believe. They are compelled to belong. We have thought that an unbeliever must feel like they belong before they will believe. What if the opposite is actually true? What might repentance look like for us? Asked another way, how do we, the 21st century church, become first-generation Christians? The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. I receive your clarity and release my confusion. Come Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary. 
to the glory of God our Father. Amen. And the question, what will it take for our churches to live in awe of God? What will it take for me to live in awe of God? How about you? For our hymn today, we're going to sing How Firm a Foundation. It's number 46 in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. How Firm a Foundation, number 46. There's five verses. We'll sing them all. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said to you, who for refuge to Jesus have fled? Fear not, I am with thee, O be not dismayed, for I am thy God, and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow. For I will be with thee thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. The soul that on Jesus hath leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. <laughs> My goodness, that hymn, that's unbelievable. Um, When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow, for I will be with thee thy troubles to bless and, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. The Lord actually takes our sorrows and our distress and and sanctifies them unto himself and causes them to work for his purposes in our lives. So we can trust him in the depths of such times. And I know many of you are in such times. The deep waters, the fiery trials, 
Wow. How firm a foundation. You might want to get your hymnal out and re-sing that one today. I haven't sang that in a long time. You know, I, I got a picture from one of our readers the other day, and uh, they listened to the wake-up call uh, every morning on the way to school. And his daughter was sitting across from him in the front seat, and she had, a, you guessed it, <laughs> a seedbed hymnal in her hands. And that blessed me so much uh, to see that. I just wanted to share that with you. She's sitting there, seat belt on, front seat of what looks to be a minivan with the Our Great Redeemer's Praise hymnal open and singing. Man, praise God. By the way, that's my, my, my friend Sterling Allen and his daughter Hannah Grace. So I just want to give you all a shout out today for representing and showing up every morning on the wake-up call and singing along. I hear you. I hear all of you out there. You're in my ear. You're in my heart as we're singing these hymns together. Let's, let's stay with it. Let's never stop singing. Well, let's call it a morning, though, because uh, we got to get to school. we got to get to work. We've got to get to the next thing and the thing after that. And all of that, those are all providing opportunities to understand our assignment. You know, that's the thing. We don't ever want to hear Jesus say, you had one job. No, what we want to hear is she understood the assignment. He understood the assignment. They understood the assignment. You shall be my witnesses. Guys, the beautiful thing is that Jesus is the one doing this. We're just yielding ourselves to him. We're learning to stay con- to live consecrated, to, to be listening, sensing, hearing, seeing, and then to respond with grace-filled obedience, to take the risk of faith, to step out there and be a blessing for the living sacrifice to become the living sanctuary. There's a lot more I'd love to say about this text. I think I'm going to be telling you a story this Saturday that really kind of, I can't say that it rivals the story we see in today's text with the people in the streets on mats and beds so Peter's shadow can fall on them. Um, but And then people coming from all over the countryside, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits isn't all of them were healed. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story about that in our time this Saturday. Start praying for me to be able to tell it well. Well, gang, it's time to hit the fields for you and for me. It's Tuesday. Maybe there's going to be some tacos in the offering for us somewhere along the way. But either way, let's look for each other on the field today. I'll see you out there. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.
We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 